This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark, and with us is a boy named Frankie D. (laughs) Hey, Mark. Man, I'm really amped for this episode, my brother, and something I'd like to celebrate with you right now is Uh that this is Uh our 100th episode. Yay! Thank God it wasn't Bare Naked Ladies! Yeah, we made it. (laughs) We made it to 100, man. It's, It's a milestone for somebody. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Frank and I are so happy you could join us here on our 100th episode. Uh, if your friends are wondering why you suddenly have such a great taste in music, oh. uh, be sure to tell them they can find, check out this record on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever else you've been stealing uh, our great taste of music from. We're even That's on YouTube. We are. And, and you know that Great Taste of Music is happening every Friday, and that's how these episodes drop uh, directly to your ears, and it's all for all of your listening pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the uninitiated here on Check Out This Record, Frank and I, uh, that's the other gentleman here, uh, find new albums for each other and go through them track by track, baby, as Frank would say. But that's not all. Oh, no, no. We also have a wide array of musical discussions, like in our Spotlight series, where we'll dig into a band's catalog and see what comes out the other side. That's right. Or in our Versa series, we're going to pit albums against each other, and they duke it out for what Mark Mm -hmm. and myself and Mother Uh Clucker like to say, total stereo. I'm pretty sure Mother Clucker ruined that entirely. Now, if social media is your thing and we know that it is be sure to check us out on instagram uh plus we've got a facebook group thingamajig where you can uh like drop additional content maybe uh so mark yourself safe from shitty music uh and give us uh a like or or a follow or whoever that devil box works mark said mark yourself remember that (laughs) don't forget to pop over to youtube and watch this as we make these silly faces and we try to put this show together and yes we really are trying to put this show together and who knows exclusive (laughs) content you don't want to miss and fire off that subscribe button i like that you had to tell them that we really do try like no i i know it doesn't sound like we're trying but we totally are there is some effort i mean i'm not gonna lie yeah a little bit (laughs) Uh, today on the showgram, we're jumping uh, ear ear hole first. I wrote that myself and couldn't believe it. Uh, into the latest release from Elvis Costello and Ooh. the Imposters, a boy named If Frank. We've talked uh, a great bit about our love for Elvis Costello, uh, but we haven't done a deep dive on any of his albums just yet. So I was thinking before we uh, we dive into a boy named If, why don't we talk about our our top five Elvis Costello? albums uh why don't you kick it off we'll kind of just go back and forth here wow talk i mean talk about going for it all right away in this episode man this is this is tough Uh this is tough and for variety purposes i uh chose not to put some on there because i know they were going to be on your list so Mm -hmm. what i'm going to say what you're going to say are going to be two different but uh we kind of share some of the same ones 
I'm going to start off with a very obvious choice, and that's this year's model, the second record. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get it out of the way right now. Uh, listen, the first five Costello records are like perfect to me. Uh, this one, I feel, is the best all around. You have no action. Pump it up hand in hand. I don't want to go to Chelsea. Living in Paradise. Radio, radio, and my personal favorite, The Beat. Uh, it's mm. full of energy, and the attractions are, are tight as ever here. Uh, this album, you could just let play and you'll never get bored with it my man yeah absolutely uh my my first pick here uh working down the list is my aim is true uh mm. the first album i adore all of the early albums uh and it's easy to so say good. uh any of them could have uh taken uh this spot but i adore my aim is true it's got that 70s punk energy without the politics and it's it's all the better for it uh this record is so much more uh than allison's songs yeah but- Welcome to the Working Week, Miracle Man, Blame It on Kane, Lesson Zero, Mystery Dance. And I'm not uh, angry, uh, I, and I'm not angry. Uh, <laughs> they're all classics in their own right. Uh, but then you get songs like The Angels Want to Wear My Red Shoes, No Actions, Waiting for the End of the World, uh, and The Flawless, Watching oh. the Detectives. I mean, come on. Um, yeah. Uh, you understand that Elvis Costello is, is on another level. Most singer-songwriters only dream about. And, th- and this was the first album. Right. I know. And before the before the attraction, so, and we were just talking about before we went on here, Mark, mm-hmm. but uh, some of those members of the backing band were a band called Clover, which eventually mm-hmm. formed into Huey Lewis and the News. So it's it's crazy. Remember, remember that in case it comes up later. Yeah, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is Trust. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think in the first section of the catalog, it's tough to say it, but I think this is the underrated one out of the five, the first sure. five, uh, with the musical success of the first three records. And then you get Get Happy, number four. Like, where do you go from there? Uh, trust really embodies like this new wave energy. Uh, just it's so good, and it's actually uh, Costello would say it's his most drug influenced record. Um, yeah, uh, Clubland, <laughs> Strict Time, Luxembourg, which is an incredible tune. Uh, mm-hmm. Tune from the from a whisper to a scream, White Knuckles, shot with his own gun. It's a fantastic record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my next choice here is uh, actually Elvis Costello with the Roots. Oh, uh, and their album Wise Up Ghost. This album. It's such a treat. It's got those deep R&B grooves uh, that Questlove and the Roots are known for. And it balances them perfectly with Elvis's signature uh, cutting lyrics and delivery, making a modern hypnotic like pan genre masterpiece. I absolutely just love it. Um, I particularly love the song, love uh, She Might Be a Grenade, uh, the title track Wise Up Ghost and Sugar Won't Work. I mean, there's so much to this album, uh, but those three right off the top are just my favorites. This this could be another one that's underlooked, and I think it's due to the output that Costello mm-hmm. has because there's so much that sometimes people make gloss over it. But um, man, put it on, put it on at night, and you won't oh, yeah. be disappointed. <laughs> so good, nice glass of wine. Ooh, hello. whatever you're into, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just get get just relax with it. It's a good time. It is. It is. Uh, 
Number three for me is Brutal Youth, which was released mm-hmm. in 94. It's Costello's first record with the attraction since 1986's Blood and Chocolate. Um, mm. The 90s was a unique time, right? For those making music who, and who made their name in the late 70s, right? It was changing so quickly. Uh, Costello really plugs in here and rocks out. Uh, and of course, he has his toned down signature sounds as well and that darkness that we all love. Uh, Kinder Murder, This Is Hell, uh, Still Too Soon to Know. And my favorite, Sulky Girl. Uh, it's a great album. Nice. Nice. Uh, number three for me, Frank, is going to be Secrets, Profane, and Sugarcane. Yeah, what does it say about me that my favorite like Americana bluegrass album is, <laughs> is from an Englishman? Uh, Elvis Costello perfectly captures the sound of Americana and bluegrass with this whimsical and moody music uh, and lyrics and just the whole arrangement. Uh, this album has so many amazing tracks, Complicated Shadows, My All-Time Doll, Hidden Shame, uh, how deep is the red uh, and uh, sulfur to, sh- to sugar cane? Uh, it, almost a damn near perfect record. Uh, I can't say enough about it. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and that was one I'll, I'll happily admit that I was going to put on my list. Um, so to counteract it just for variety, I put National mm-hmm. Ransom, <laughs> which is the next one, the next mm-hmm. kind of in that series of Americana ones. Uh, I think sugar is slightly higher, but again, for variety purposes, I wanted to add National Ransom. Uh, yep. Like sugar, it's produced by T-Bone Burnett, uh, and it captures that ragtime Americana sound that Costello, he worked hard at perfecting, and he did it. Uh, Jimmy Standing in the Rain, that song is timeless. I mean, mm-hmm. you can put that on and be like, what What period is this? It's just great. And a slow jag would, uh, drag with Josephine. Uh, it's such a well-constructed tune. If you like roots music, Americana music, this record, the one Mark mentioned, uh, it's for you. Yeah. Um, you're, those two records go so beautifully together, uh-huh. too. Like, they just, they pair so nicely back to back. Um Another one that I would definitely fit into that. Into yeah. That, Speaking that of where Americana it started. Folk bluegrass thing. It, it's King of America. I know that I stole this from Frank. I know he desperately wanted to talk about King of America. I know. I know. Um, but I just love it. It's it's one of the reasons I I realized outside of the the rock and roll that Elvis was Elvis Costello was just absolutely uh, amazing. Easily my favorite folk album from the eighties. Uh, it's got all the emotion and passion you'd expect from Elvis Costello. But he uses that pop-drenched uh, lyricism uh, as a folk paintbrush here to tell his tales. And it, it's brilliant. Uh, brilliant mistake. Indoor fireworks. American Without Tears. Uh, Eisenhower Blues. And, of course, the flawless cover of uh, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. It's an absolutely beautiful album. Again, as close to flawless as you can get. Uh, yeah. Listen yeah. to King of America if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, this is where it started that set up those two other albums we just mentioned way down the line. Uh, what's interesting, this album is if you hear the uh, beginning of Brilliant Mistake that uh, goes, I believe, from uh, an A to a G, he really listened to uh, Tangled Up in Blue by Dylan, and that influenced it, the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, which is a beautiful way to do so. Uh, this is the album to me, listen, I know we had Spring Sings Nebraska prior to this, but this is the album to me that caught the wave of people kind of going to Americana type music. And it's funny because it's from an Englishman, right? But he just did it so well. And the sound is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, my last on here is get happy. Uh, listen, 20 songs. Yeah. 20 songs, but it's pure bliss. 
pure bliss. Yeah. You call it new wave. You call it ska. You call it soul. You could call it blue eyed soul. I don't care what you call it because it's so damn good. The songs mm-hmm. are quick. They're punchy. They carry hooks that will leave you a humming. Uh, love for tender. The Imposter, Possession, Man Called Uncle, High Fidelity, so many more. I mean, basically all 20. I put this on in the house. I do get happy. Uh, I absolutely love this record. <laughs> 20 songs. It's brilliant. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Get Happy is such a good time to listen uh, to. Um, on, on the flip side of that coin, my favorite Elvis Costello album uh, is When I Was Cruel. Um you know, this is really the album where I felt Elvis Costello lean into the darkness of his songwriting and really use the studio to amplify the, the darkness, uh, but beautiful, beautifully fabulous imagery that he can create. Uh, from the, the title track to Tart to Dust uh, and Tear Off Your Own Head, every song stands fabulously on its own, but together they work to make a wonderfully paced and beautifully arranged album as close to perfect as a record gets to me. There's there's something about when I was cruel, the the personal feel from it with 45, everything about it just, just kind of seeps into you. It's it's just that title track is so freaking good. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, all 10 of these albums we just mentioned are are fantastic. And and, and there's still, there's others to mention too. Just so yeah. Yeah. 32. Yeah, thank you. I guess 22 other albums, but I mean, (laughs) people are going to complain that we like skip stuff, but like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Armed Forces, we, you know, uh, that's not on there. Chocolate's chocolate's great. Um, I mean, they're all okay. There's some stuff that's not as great. There's like half a spike, I don't think works, but like, right. Almost blue. That's that's another issue, but listen. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what a list we put together. Yeah. Okay, well, the anticipation <laughs> uh, is just getting absolutely way too much for me. Uh, what do you say we give a, a boy named If uh, the old spin? Let's do If. X. <laughs> uh, track one, Farewell. Okay. Uh, the album kicks off with a rocker, Frank. Uh, I love the twist on the idea of the last dance here and using it to paint the picture of kind of a breaking up at a concert almost paints the band and the venue into these songs and uses his, his rock and roll know-how to keep uh, you engaged and bopping along. Frank, farewell okay or farewell not so much? I wasn't expecting this to be so rocking. Uh, yeah. I love the tone, and I told you this is Costello for a new generation. Uh, I, I love the use of The Last Dance and just how insanely great the band sounds together. Uh, this is farewell A-okay for me, my man. There you go. Well, uh, look, we're moving right along. Track two, The Boy Named If, title track. Uh, and it's we're really going to lean into the storytelling here. Uh, I read that the concept here is uh, that the, the boy named If is an uh, analogy uh, for uh, in an imaginary friend, right? Uh, it's just something that you might name your imaginary friend. The imposters really use... Uh, Excuse me, uh, w- which is interesting. Costello would go on to say that he uses that theme throughout the entire record, uh, but we really see it featured here. The imposters really use the piano wonderfully to sell the fantasy. Uh, well, Elvis pushes the darkness uh, one might find in their mind as revealed by their you know, make-believe alter ego kind of doing things that they, they shouldn't be. Uh, what are your thoughts on the title track, Frank? 
Well, I mean, first of all, I love imaginary friends. I think they're underrated. Uh, this, <laughs> this song to me sounds like something from Armed Forces. And again, I'm just so impressed with how Costello's crafting these songs at this stage in his career uh, shows that song quality is still important to him. The if now makes sense. I was under the impression it was like missed opportunity, kind of like what if, you know, all mm. those things and potential. Uh, so this clears that up. Uh, great tune. Great right. uh, track three, uh, the song is not about my mother, Penelope Haypenny. Uh, the classic Costello sound here with vivid storytelling. Uh, as always, I'd love to know more about Penelope uh, and why he's so obsessed with her, because her, I'm obsessed uh, with this track. Uh, what do you think, Frank? Uh, Frank in a fedora? Yeah, there you go. I, I, I keep having imagery of when Costello performed Penny Lane and, mm -hmm. and uh, the penny here, like I was just connecting that in my brain, half, half penny, you know, penny. Uh, anyway, my weird stuff aside, I don't blame you for being obsessed with this track. It's that good. And the storytelling is all here and presented in a fun and energetic way. A plus, plus, plus type of track, man. Very nice. Very nice. Track four, the difference. Uh, Elvis poses the question. Do you know, do you know, do you know wrong from right? Uh, and rather than spinning a tale about why you should be good, he takes the darker path less traveled and shows us the titular difference. Stunning. Uh, Frank, would you, uh, do you know? Do you know? I probably don't know. Actually, I don't. Okay. And I actually, I don't know how to write <laughs> songs that are this good. So there you go. Um, the chorus has a similar vibe to Sulky Girl, and I'm all about it. I'm just amazed that four tracks in so far, uh, the quality of these tunes, it's great. It's really surprised me thus far. Yeah. Uh, track five, uh, what if I can't give you anything but love? Mm. Oh. Uh, what starts off is a tale about not having the confidence that he's enough for a partner quickly turns into uh, a, a wonderfully creepy love affair between uh, uh, the, a woman he's passing, uh, presumably up and down a flight of stairs, uh, and of course, the wife that he's cheating on in his mind. Um, really, I, I think that's what's happening. I, I really, really cool storytelling. I, I love the way he pushes these characters through the story and you kind of feel each emotion with them. Uh, his desperation for affection steps into the light here. It shows us every pimple and scar and it's it's beautifully done, Frank. Yeah, the, Frank. man, those keys in the background too, they're, they're just carrying this tune and distortion on the guitar just blends together so well. Uh, it's a busy tune musically, but then Costello's voice just comes over the mic and controls it, controls it so well. I love the creepiness and then explodes with this chorus to complement it. Uh, the guitar solo is also a little like on the dirty side with the tone in a great way. Uh, perfectly constructed, man. Yeah, we had mentioned this earlier when we were chatting previously, but I, I do want to mention one of the cool things about this record is that all of the guitar parts are played by Elvis Costello. Sure. There's not somebody else there. So he's really like, yeah, yep. he wrote these songs, but he's playing them as well. It's really <laughs> cool. Really, really cool. I don't know. Bruce Springsteen doesn't have any excuse if you ask me. Um, <laughs> track six, Paint the Red Rose Blue. Uh, this was the second single from the album. Uh, and the band slows things down really nicely here. The keyboards really fill in the soundscape beautifully around the subtle percussion and bass line. Elvis said that this song is, uh, quote, the account of someone who has long courted theatrical darkness only for its violence and cruelty to become 
all too real, adding, quote, in its wake, a bereaved couple learned to love again, painting a melancholy blue over the red of romance. Uh, Frank, what color does this song make you want to paint? your roses oh well blue as always but and it's perfect positioning on the album uh which i know me and you value very highly Mm -hmm. uh songs like this are hard uh because the the room for error is small and it can be heard Uh, i love the subtle musical foundation uh with really potent and heavy lyrics about love again just shows how costello shines with songs like this absolutely absolutely track seven mistook me for a friend uh, I'm loving this big walking bass line, upbeat tempo, and dark and suggestive lyrics. Frank, why do songs like this seem to capture our imagination so much? Oh, man. I think because, like everyone, our darkness is always kept at bay and, you know, it, it, it tends to poke its ugly head out. Um, I don't know about you, but when that occurs, my mind runs with the ugly possibilities. If I were to choose such path, um, that could be why um great track by the way (laughs) yeah for sure for sure uh track eight uh my most beautiful mistake uh this is what i'm 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 here for dude if i'm being totally honest we get these little vignettes of artists stealing inspiration from their muses and how they only seem to come together by mistake uh both the art and the connection between the artist and the muse lyrically this is the, the magic that separates a writer like Elvis Costello from his contemporaries. Uh, <clears throat> Bruce Springsteen. Um, Frank, <laughs> tell us about, uh, maybe, maybe don't tell us about your most beautiful mistake. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, this beautiful mistake is a beautiful tune. Let's mm. just talk about that. Uh, my most beautiful mistake uh, I'm not sure, man. My life has always been uneventful by design, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't really know. Maybe my younger years, but uh, I'm I'm going to play old man right now. I can't recall. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, track nine, <clears throat> Magnificent Hurt, the f- first single from the album, uh, is a classic kind of backbeat rocker circa 70s era style Costello. Um Costello, I don't know who, who Carstello is. Uh, and it feels so good to hurt right uh, along with him. The lyrics cut beautifully to the concept uh, and the band supports each word with their dynamic interpretation right in time. Frank, uh, would you have led with this as the first single for the album? Yeah, I would have for sure. Uh, I think the music on uh, this tune represents what to expect on the album as a whole. Nice, loud rocking, steady backbeat, lyrics paint a lush picture in our mind. And this is what the album has been doing thus far uh, so much already. So absolutely, it it represents the album well. Very nice, very nice. We're moving right along here. Track 10, The Man You Love to Hate. Uh, Elvis gives us a taste of the the theatrical here with a cabaret-esque number, uh, taking the the time to dress himself down, uh, as well as a theater company and the roles they play as the the curtain rises and the ghosts, uh, rises and falls, excuse me, and then the ghosts following him home after each performance. An interesting tune. I I love that he separated himself uh, stylistically, the slow songs, the fast songs, and then into this... uh, the, the theatrical world that he likes to put himself in. Frank, uh, tell me about the man you love to hate. 
Right. It's it's me because I'm my own worst critic, oh, my friends. Stop, <laughs> I, I like how this is an awkward tune uh, on mm-hmm. the verses, almost like Tom Waits like. And then the chorus has uh, like a late Beatles feel to it. That's such a cool combo. Uh, mm-hmm. I can totally see this, by the way, being performed on stage in a theatrical musical setting. Uh, cool tune. Really cool tune. Yeah, very cool. I like the way you describe that. Waits means late Beatles. Right. I mean, I- Neither one of us could even come close to writing anything where somebody would say that. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, track 11, The Death mm. of Magical Thinking. Uh, in an interview about the album, Elvis said that the album uh, was about the feeling when boys and girls are told uh, to act like men uh, and stop being children. Uh, and I think this song probably sums that idea up the best. Uh, Frank, what are your thoughts on this tune about uh, the game that is growing up? Oh man, you know I often tell heavy, my, right? yeah I often tell my kids not to grow up so fast. Uh, like we talk about, we talk about it often. Uh, mm-hmm. Like how right, well, me and you, I know we talk about this often. How the best time in our life is now, and I'm totally for that. Mm-hmm. However, uh, kids back then and today, I don't care when it was, they're sold to bill of goods about adulthood. Uh, so I think it stunts their creative thinking. Um, but all that not all that stuff I set aside. Cool song. <laughs> Track 12, Trick Out the Truth. Uh, getting those uh, secret profane and sugarcane vibes here with a, a campfire Americana gypsy-esque number. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got perfectly executed, or excuse me, perfectly excessively wordy lyrics. I tried to keep up with them. I fucked it up. For a song about uh, manipulating the truth and turning it uh, basically into science fiction as a as child would do. Uh I think it's absolutely stunning. What, what do you think, Frank? You definitely have the sugar and the ransom vibes for sure on this. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we talked about this. Costello's an underrated guitarist. And even in particular, when it comes to the acoustic guitar too. Um, seriously, if you Google, like he was on some show in England where uh, where he just did Jimmy standing in the rain on the acoustic guitar. Uh, I, he's a brilliant guitar player, uh, fun and wordy. Uh, and I love its placement on the record. We're still at track 12, one away from the end. And we're still saying how much we like the songs. Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, we'll get there. Track 13, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Crescent. Uh, this one was tricky for me to figure out. And honestly, if I hadn't seen the interview he did with Stephen, right. literally this morning, I watched it. I would have been totally lost. It turns out, Frank, you figured it out. Uh, Mr. Crescent uh, is oh. why uh, don't tell. <laughs> uh, figured out who Mr. Crescent is. Why don't you tell the folks? Because uh, the answer you had here was actually spot on. Well, thank you. So, it, you know, if I was right with my earlier presumption that the if in the boy name if um, was like the missed opportunity, then to me, Mr. Crescent would be that character as outlined in the lyrics as follows, which is, you'll say the whole world is full of false promises when I know it's gold instead. Um, so I, you know, before we saw that my, my reply to you was, I wasn't sure because I know my, if was a little off, but, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently I'm right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that the way he described it with the, if being his imaginary friend that got him into trouble, um, I think that it, it was the, the boy name if, and I think you play into it with, uh, you say uh, the hold is full of false promises when it's gold instead. Is that that voice lying to, to him instead of telling the truth? So yes. I, I think you got it there, buddy. Thank you, man. And I keep thinking Thank of uh, crescent rolls. 
<laughs> I do love a good crescent. Oh, so totally, totally, man. Frank, uh, tackling our favorite artists can be uh, quite a challenge. So no pressure, uh, but it's time to give us your final thoughts on Elvis Costello and the Imposters, a boy named it. Absolutely. This album took me by surprise. I'm not saying I expected a poor Costello record, but I didn't think it would be this stellar. Every track I found to be enjoyable and catchy in its own way. It rocks really loud and gives us the nice relaxed numbers without getting too corny or trite. Uh, yes, the storytelling is great and the darkness balances with the lightness and it's really at, at perfect levels. A standout tracks for me is A Boy Named Myth, Penelope, The Difference, Red Roses Blue, Death of Magic Thinking, um, Costello really never ceases to amaze me with the creativity and the writing, whether it's the imposters, the attractions on his own, uh, mm -hmm. the band, they get, they get loud and rocking. And I give this a solid eight out of 10. Very nice. Very nice. You? With, you know, with Elvis Costello's ability to, to shape shift from style to style, I, I was a bit nervous with this release. Uh, would it be a jazz album or a folk album or a yeah. rocker or another collaboration with Burt Bacharach? Right. Uh, all the anxiety was for not, as we got uh, a taste of all of my favorites from Elvis Costello and the Imposters here. Uh, it rocks. It's got this uh, intensive storytelling. It gets dark and moody and deep uh, and, and keeps you engaged from the entire length of the album. I love the difference. Paint the Red Rose Blue, uh, My Most Beautiful Mistake, Magnificent Hurt and Trick Out the Truth, uh, all of which are just wonderful examples of what makes Elvis Costello such a compelling songwriter. Yeah. Uh, I was lost, as I said, a little bit with Mr. Crescent lyrically, uh, but the idea that only one song went over my head uh, <laughs> or, or like, I, I still think that's like amazingly. That's amazing. Cause you guys have heard me shit on bands <laughs> that people, anyways, uh, this for me is a solid eight and a half out of 10 uh, stunning, stunning, stunning. Check out this record. Oh. Uh, I'll be searching for a boy name if uh, on my next trip to the record store for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, Frank, how about a little game? Sure, man. I love being mediocre on a consistent basis. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, you should do pretty well with this first question. It's only five questions, by the way. This oh, week. okay, good. While the attractions and the imposters are the backing bands most associated with Elvis Costello, the backing band for his debut album, My Aim is True, oh was actually an American band named Clover. Mm -hmm. Frank, what iconic 80s band did Clover morph into? You really listen to news. That's correct. All right. Question two. Name the 90s sitcom in which Elvis Costello guest stars as a musician called Ben performing at a cafe called Cafe Nervosa in which the show's namesake gets annoyed with the music and subsequently boycotts the cafe. But this is a British show. This is not a U.S. show, correct? Uh, no, it is It is absolutely a U.S. sitcom. <laughs> I'll read it one more time. Go ahead. Name the 90s sitcom in which Elvis Costello guest stars as a mus musician called Ben performing at a cafe called Cafe Nervosa in which the show's namesake gets annoyed with the music and subsequently boycotts the cafe. Presumably, oh. if he had played something for... Oh, go ahead. No, no, hold on, hold on. Oh. This is not 2000s. This is, all, this is 90s, right? I mean, it's primarily the 90s. I couldn't tell you if it ran into the 2000s. He did it in the 90s. 
Early 90s, late 90s. I mean, the 90s. The 90s. The 90s. Uh, oh, boy. I don't know this one. Uh, boy Meets World. No, the, the show's namesake. It's Frasier. Oh, Frasier. Right, right. Frasier. That's all right. Hey, look, Sorry. you're still one for two. Yeah. Um, that 50%, pal. <laughs> uh, when invited to play on Saturday Night Live, Elvis Costello oh. was asked not to play Radio Radio by Lauren Michaels. Frank, can you name the song he started playing before switching it up and playing Radio Radio anyways? Less than zero. That is correct. All right. Yep. In 1985, Elvis Costello played a set consisting of one cover song that was televised to 1.9 billion people live. For a bit of context, that's roughly 40% of the world's population at the time oh. when he played at... Um, Holy crap, my oh live aid. Live aid. Live aid. Yes. Um, what Beatles mm-hmm. classic did he cover? All you need is love. That is correct. All right. You've gotten uh three out of the five so far. So you've hey. already won. Oh. Now it's just time to see if you can get a beat. Um <laughs> Elvis Costello was arrested in 1977 for, for, for performing outside of a Hilton Hotel where the where this record company was having a conference for its executives. The stunt apparently worked as he would soon be signed to that label. What is the name of the record label? Um, was it, uh, wait, uh, CBS Records. Oh! No. That's not it. What was it? Columbia. Columbia. Dang. That's all right. Hey, you still did pretty good. All right. Three out of five is still winning, buddy. All right, I should know. <laughs> Works 50% of the time every time. What do you have in store for us next week, buddy? Oh boy. Uh-huh. So I'm excited. I can't here, here it is, Mark. And <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> one of those controversial <clears throat> episodes I was telling mm. you about. Mm. Mm. It's a new series, and I okay. think it could temporarily be called. Uh, under, over, just right, and we can keep that name until you all you would come up with a better one. So I'm relying okay. on you there. <laughs> and what I'd like to have occur is that we take an album or a band that mm-hmm. we've both felt maybe has gotten more praise or just not necessarily loved by us. Uh, mm-hmm. We will give it a heartfelt listen and see if it's really overrated or perhaps maybe we've been too hard on it or maybe oh. it is good so first up is a band that i like to i'd like to eventually i'm not saying episode after episode after episode eventually mm-hmm. go through their whole discography um, oh. yeah spread them out over the course of time so don't worry um and are you ready i mean ready as i'm gonna be all right so we're gonna start with their first album that band is led zeppelin oh Okay. So um, their first album, right? The debut album. And so that'd self-titled. be Led Zeppelin 1. That'd be Led Zeppelin 1. We're going to give it a listen uh, and really say at the end of the day, hey, listen, are me and you too hard on it? Is it really that good? Is it, you know, is it a little underrated actually uh, based on some other things or is it just where it needs to be? Um, that's what we're going to do because that's a band that me and you always talk about. And I'm like, mm-hmm. All right, listen. I know why people love them, but I'm—I happen to not be in love with them. So, right, okay. Your thoughts on that, real quick? Um, you know, um, I had a feeling we were going to get to this eventually. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I'm interested to see, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, talk that they, they stole a lot of yep. their early riffs and stuff from old blues albums that were coming over to the UK because they didn't think people were listening to blues, but them. Uh, yeah. So there is some controversy as to how much they actually wrote. Yep. Um, but I mean, look, they're one of the biggest bands in the history of rock and roll music. I think we need to find out whether or not these records are worth checking out if they're, you right. know, as overrated as you and I say, or if they deserve the hype. I there think you that's, go. That's valid. Yeah, sure. Cool, man. Cool. So I'm excited for that. So we start with the start. Um, hey, everyone, thank you for joining. Remember, like, subscribe, rate, review. Stay safe. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end of the, the 100th episode of this show. I can't believe we haven't been kicked off the internet yet. Yeah. Uh, please be sure to tune in next week when we'll cover Led Zeppelin one, because right. our egos are apparently coming out of our assholes at this point. <laughs> now it's uh, time to go, but if you'd be so kind as, as to say it with me here, folks, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be a boy named uh, if um, so. Oh my, my, Oh, hell yes. Oh, Bye -bye. <laughs> I didn't think of anything funny to say after that. It's okay. That that's funny right there. <laughs> <laughs>